0: Well, there's no tent. <laughs> it is going to be a good word. It's going to be a powerful word. Uh, uh, extend your hand towards Rebecca. Lord, I ask for an anointing upon your servant. And I thank you, Lord, that her words are going to go forth and they're going to put anchors inside of us on truth. That your truth is going to just hit the mark and settle deep in our hearts. And that we will know you more because of the power of the word of God being released this morning. As that Becca would be in the background and you would be in the foreground. In all she shares. And I ask for a freedom for her in the sharing. And we receive from your hand what you have for us this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen.
1: God is so good. Why don't you say hi to your neighbor? Just tell them that you're glad. If they're sitting next to you this morning. We're glad you're here. As a, a parent, I try to do a lot of intentional living, like I do things that are intentional in growing and developing my children and who they are. And so this morning, I really felt like God wanted to do some intentional work in your heart. And so in Revelation fourteen twelve, why don't you just stand as I read this scripture to you, just to activate your own self, that this is for you. It says, here is a call for endurance of the saints. So there's a call coming out to you this morning to have endurance for those who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. So God, as you've called us to endure, we ask that you would stir the spirit of endurance in us, that you would encourage us, that you would speak to us, that you would minister to us this morning in Jesus' name, Amen. In the I mean, in the dictionary, I looked up the word endurance, and the word itself means the ability or strength to continue or last, especially despite fatigue or stress or an adverse uh, like situation. So, endurance is like being able to keep going on and keep going on, and then keep going on, and then again, keep going on. How many guys ever want to quit? There's a few of you. So I want to know, are you any further along in your journey than you were a year ago today? Are you any further in your journey than you were 10 years ago? How about 20 years ago? guess what, there's still, there's still a place to continue to move forward. So I want to bring you into the story of Noah, because Noah, like in my mind, had to have carried a spirit of endurance. So in Genesis 6 and verse 6, verse 9, Noah walked blameless and he walked with the Lord, with God. And, I, and you, as a believer, walk with God, like Noah did. You get an opportunity to live day in and day out with God. And so he was doing life with God. It was an active relationship. It wasn't a dormant like randomly I talked to God. It was like an active walking with God. And so then in Genesis six thirteen and 14, God came to Noah and he said, I'm going to do something. I'm going to end the earth. I'm going to destroy it all. And he told him to build an ark. I got too many props. <laughs> and so he told him to build an ark. And it says, I'm going to flood the earth. I want you to build the ark. So in gen- if you keep going, he told him what to do. So I imagine Noah decided he should write it down. Because we forget, right? If God speaks something to you, do you tend to forget? So he said, I want you to like get the length, 30 cubits. 300, sorry. Not 30. And the width, 50 cubics, which I don't know how long that really is. And the height, 30 cubics, because I don't, centimeters and inches, I kind of know, but cubics, I'm not sure. It's big. If you go there, you know it's big. So he wrote it down. Oh, he said to put three floors. Three floors. And he said to put one door. Oh, one door. He told them these things. He said to use gopher wood, put pitch around it. So he told them, and I think it's important that we write down what God tells us to do. Sometimes like we forget really fast. I know my children do. And I'm a child of God, so I probably do the same thing. I... <laughs> So write down what God tells you. It's important. It was important because God was saying, look, you doing what I just told you to do is going to save you and your family and the animals. So this wasn't just like a, hey, if you want to, it'd be great. And sometimes I think we take what God says and we think, well, that sounds great, but I don't know if I really want to do that. But this was a life and death. This was him living or dying. This him doing what God had said. Look, I'm going to flood the earth and if you don't do it, you're going to die. So you better do it. Right? So Noah decided in verse 6 chapter 6 verse 22 it says and Noah obeyed God. And as I was looking, there's a mark in the Bible that says that Noah was 500 years old. And then there's another mark in the Bible that says that When he went into the ark, he was 600 years old. So I always thought it took Noah 100 years to build the ark. I don't think that's really true. I think it's probably like 60, 70 years in the commentaries. Because he had to have his kids. He hadn't had his kids yet. And it said that his oldest, Seth, was 98 when he got in the ark. So in that space, he was building the ark with his sons. And his sons in that space got married and had a a wife at, at some point. But I want to think about, is there anybody in the room like 15 to 20? Somebody that's 15 to 20, stand up. Their life, he was building. As long as they were from one to the age they are. He was showing up, and he was building, cutting down trees. Finding trees, pulling trees, hauling trees, making pitch. You may sit down. Anybody between 30 and 35 or 40, can you stand up? (laughs) As long as you've been alive, he was working. Every day, day in, day out, building an ark over and over and over again. Building, working, working, building, building, working, working, building continually. You maybe sit down. Is there anybody between like 60, 65? Can you stand up? Think about your whole life, your childhood, all the things you've done and having children, marriage, all the different things you've done. He was showing up hammering, building, building and hammering every day, day in, day out, all day long, but maybe not all day long. He probably had food and fun somewhere in there. I hope so. I hope that it wasn't just like taxing like that. You may sit down. Is there anybody between 70 and 80 in the room? And yet he was still building, still working, still living what God had told him so many years ago. There had never been rain on the earth. There had never been a flood on the earth like that. No one probably had ever created such a massive thing without even understanding what was going to happen. And he was there laboring and working and working and laboring. How easily do you quit? How easily, when God tells you something, does it take for you to doubt and stop? You may be seated. His obedience was a matter of life and death. one of the things I think that is very intriguing to me is that the promise wasn't fulfilled until the ark was built. And how many times in our life do we want the promise before we even put our hand to anything? When God says that we want to see it, well, let me see what you're going to say, then I'll do it. Instead of just coming in and showing up and doing it day by day. And it says that in Hebrews 11:7 by faith. And as people of God, we are called to live by faith. Not, you are not required to see any of it. You just have to choose to believe that Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear constructed the ark for the saving of his household. And by this he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness that comes by faith. His endurance and his obedience actually brought forth the promise. Him showing up day in and day out brought forth the answer to what God said he would do. In Hebrews 10.36 it says, For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. And we have a call to endurance this morning. I believe that God is calling you into a new season Of endurance. In Hebrews 12. It says. Therefore. Since we are surrounded. By such a great cloud of witness. let us lay aside. Every weight. And every sin. That clings so closely. And let us run. With endurance. The race set before us. That's you. That verse is you. You running the race set before you. You not running someone else's race. But yours. And we're supposed to run it. With endurance. Did you know. This isn't running. (laughs) Did you know this? This isn't running. Running is actually like an active movement. It's not being idle. Unless you run your race, you don't advance. Like it's required to run the race that's set before us. But what hinders you? Does doubt hinder you? Does fear hinder you in running with endurance your race that's set before you? What's something that God has spoken to you? Does your laziness hinder you? Does your apathy of not caring really, well, I can do it tomorrow? How about your unwillingness? Sometimes we're very unwilling. How about time? Well, I just don't have time, but maybe I could do it later. How about your own self? Does that hinder you? How about somebody's opinion? Oh, you can't do that. Does that hinder you? But you're here today because you're building your faith. And you're here today to get stronger in your spirit. And you're here today to strengthen your beliefs. And might you be here today to learn to walk by faith? And so as we were in this moment that God wants to build our endurance for our race, there's ways that I looked up online that you can build your endurance as a runner. How many runners in the house? One, two, three. Well, you're all called to run. What's wrong with you? I'm just saying, I was thinking about this because like, I was, I was taking hold of this verse in a different tone because I, my back has been giving me issues and and I was out running. I was out walking because I've been walking to build strength and, and moving my feet because I want to do some things. And I was out there and I was like, I wish I could run. Like, and I was like, I want to take this verse and apply it to my life. But then when I'm running, I'm like, I wish I could walk. So I don't know if I'm confused or what. Because half the time when you're running, you're wishing you could stop and walk. And half the time when you're walking, you're like, I wish I could run, you know. But how do you build your spiritual endurance? Like, how are you going to do that? Like, we can't just expect it to happen. I feel like sometimes we just think, oh, that's great. That would be great. Like, if it just happened. So this morning, I want to I give you a very, um, I want to explain this very clearly to you. How many of you want to do a push-up? I know, isn't that a good uh, want? How many of you can do 25 push ups? Okay, okay. How many of you guys can do 10 push ups? How many could do five push ups? How many could do one push up? How many could do zero push ups? How many wouldn't even try? But have you considered that your body is actually capable? We tell ourselves our body isn't capable, but you have the same muscles inside of your flesh that I do. They just have to be strengthened to endure, to be actually able to do it. I, last month, did a a challenge with my kids, April 25, and I said, you all have to pick twenty-five of the same exercise to do every single day. For twenty-five days, we're just gonna just do this. Caden's like, I can't do any push-ups. And I was like, dude, yeah, you probably can. Like he should be able to do push ups and he really was struggling. At the end of the 25 days, he was able to do push-ups and more than just one at a like oh like a set of ten. So I'm just saying, like sometimes we have to be willing to push past what we think into what God has given us the ability to do. Did he give you a strong body and a strong mind, able and and willing, and you can do it. If it were a life and death thing, would you try at least? And I think that's what we have to come to the realization when God is calling us into something. Are we even willing to step beyond what we think is possible? And who am I to deny the Lord what he can do? He caused a man to run faster than a chariot. He has done things that are physically beyond a man's normal capability. And he's allowed men to step into himself in a way that's amazing. And that's the God you serve. But we do have some responsibility, I think, as believers to build, to strengthen ourselves. And he says there's a call to endurance. Have you considered your endurance in the last week? Well, what can I do? I've been considering it because I want to climb a mountain. I want to hike to the top of a mountain. So I've had to consider even my endurance because if I can't, the mountain is like 13 miles up, and if I can't walk two miles on flat ground, I surely probably can't do 13 up. So I've had to build. I've went out, walked two miles, and then the next time I walked four miles, the next time I walked six miles because I'm like, and then I put some hills in there, and then I went somewhere and I did a bunch of stairs because I'm building my strength to be able to do something that I don't know that I think will take a lot of endurance because I think that we have, as a physical body, we need to build our endurance. So I have somebody that's willing to do push-ups in the house. Jason, would you come up? He's going to teach us a little bit about building our endurance. Give him a hand clap. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> he said he's not sure you agreed to this. <laughs> I did ask him, by the way. Yes. So, he's come up. And so, when we're building our endurance and we're out walking, sometimes it's important to, like, add to what we do. So, he told me he could do 25, but we're going to cut it down to 10 for time. So, would you do, like, 10 push-ups, like, for me? Right yeah, right now. Sometimes we have to intensify in pockets what we do. So if you walk one mile, maybe you need to walk really fast for 10 steps. And maybe if you run a mile, maybe you need to sprint from a mailbox to another mailbox. So do another quick five. Build intensity. You can do it. Five more. In Colossians 1 verse 11, it says, May you be strengthened with all the power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Might you build your endurance for the endurance that you need to run the race that God has set in front of you. So, that's number one. Good job. Number two, he's going to like this. Maybe You can sit right here. To take good rest rest. Just rest your body. It's, in, it's actually an essential for endurance. And we live in a world that's always busy. And if you're not busy moving, your mind is busy because your phone is always on next to you. Bing, bing, bing. Or your TV's like, all the things. And and then this new episode comes out. And that new episode comes out. And then this. And then it's an all-consuming world that wants to keep your mind trapped in a, a vicious cycle of busy. Even in our world, how busy our world is. We run from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing, and if you don't rest, you will not have endurance. It is essential. It's nice when you rest, don't you think? Better than doing the push-ups? We've, the next one is number three, is a balanced diet. And in First Kings 19, verse five and six, Elijah, he came to a point in his life that he wanted to die. He wanted to give up. And I'm just saying there are times in our journey where we are ready to quit and walk out. I'm done. I'm out. And it can be in your job. It can be in your relationships. It can be in, in the church. It can be in, in your relationship with God. Hey, God, you didn't do what I want. I'm out. Like, I, we can come to very quick moments of, I want to quit. And so when when Elijah was there and wanting to give up, an angel came and strengthened him and gave him rest and gave him food. You gotta have a balanced diet in here. I got like snacks. He brought him cakes, so I brought Oreo cakes. Cliff bar, apple, have a snack. Just pick one or all of them, I don't care. They're for you. Here, you can have them all. Yeah, you can have whatever you want. You need some strength to endure the rest of this it actually is going to build your performance because when you have a balanced diet, it builds your performance, it builds your conditioning, it builds your recovery. When you actually are like, oh my goodness, I'm like, have you ever had when you're sore, like doing something and you're like, oh gosh, you can go bowling to make your arms sore. I'm just saying like, you have to have the recovery in it. And so when, even God knows that. When Elijah was at his weakest, he brought an angel to strengthen him with something to drink and something to eat and told him to take a nap. If you're feeling like you can't handle life, maybe just take a nap. And that's from a person that doesn't take any naps. Right from the Lord. Yeah. I would not ever take a nap, So, um, but there are people that love naps over there. Anyway. Did you eat something? You have to take a bite of something. Are you, are you really over it? Okay. Well, maybe he'll have a snack in a minute, because we have to build. So, all right. So, I'm going to ask you to do another 25. <laughs> number four, just one second. Just wait one second. It says, number four, it says, don't always do the same thing. You feel like quitting, yeah? Like, you don't really want to do it? You just gave me that look like not (laughs) twenty five. Okay, hold up. Our routine can sometimes be our enemy to endurance. We get so caught up in being comfortable that we want to just quit. And we don't ever press on. We don't ever move forward. But when we feel like that, when we're like, oh, I don't know. In Romans 5, 4, it says, For whatever has been written in former days was written for your own instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. When you read about Noah and you see how he endured, and you remember standing and saying, oh, he did it for that long, my whole life. He was still working the hammer and the, and the wood. He was still doing that my whole life. The whole time I've been alive, he was still working. How much can you give? But sometimes we need to have that remembrance and hope and endurance our friends they walk together And so there's a team of people that want to help him accomplish 10 more push-ups just 10 So if the team wants to bring hype They're gonna come up and they're gonna help you out. You can come on You can do it All right. All right. No you're doing it doing it together over there Sometimes you need a, a spirit of unity amongst what you're doing go guys because you have to be able to endure together. It can be lonely, and it can be very dark, and you need to bring a team of people that will say, come on, you can do it. Don't give up. You got this. You got it. Go. They can do it, right? Like, you need to have the strength of the unity of the body. You guys are awesome. Good job. Yay. High five him, because he's still up here, and you got You can leave.
0: <laughs> Bye, team.
1: You don't realize how important and how vital your endurance is with the people sitting next to you. Sometimes you just showing up and doing what you do every single time you show up and you're enduring will cause someone else's heart and mind to realize like, oh, if they're doing it, I can do it too. I don't have to give up because they never gave up. Have you ever heard someone's story and you're like, oh, they didn't give up? That means I, I probably can't, I won't probably give up either. Anybody's story ever encouraged you like that? If you don't have a friend that their stories encourage you like that, you need to find somebody's testimony and say, if God has done it for Noah and God did it for Beth and God did it for Frida over here, then he surely can do it for me. And then you get your heart pumped up and ready and say, oh, I can keep going. I don't have to quit. I don't have to give up. So the next one, number five, is consistency. You know how inconsistent we can be? Everybody, I heard all the sounds, so I know you all... (laughs) be like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna run every day Thursday comes and you're like not today and you sit there and you deliberate and you think about if you think about it a little bit too long you probably aren't going to do it unless you like reach out to someone and say hey would you tell me to do it and then they tell you to do it and you're like yeah I'm not going to do it because you told me to do it so maybe that's not the best way to do it but sometimes you have to have consistency and sometimes it's just a matter of challenging your body differently. Sometimes if you get into that, like, I'm going to walk to the same railroad track day in and day out and day in and day out, you get over it. So instead of doing push-ups, you want to do, like, 25 jumping jacks? Do something different that strengthens your body. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. R- rather than push-ups. See, he's like, he's like, I'm out. In Romans five three.
0: be kind. <laughs> You're good.
1: <laughs> All right. How many did you do? Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of people that hold everyone else accountable, but if you were up here, you'd be like, please count wrong. Like count one, twenty-five. Amen. Hallelujah. Romans five, three says not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character. Endurance changes who you are to be the best of who you are. Because if you have endurance, you're producing character. Did you know you can't just have character? You need endurance for character. The longevity of your character is built by you building your endurance. When is the last time you considered, am I building an endurance in me? Am I holding a resolve? Am I not allowing anything else to take the place of where I'm headed in my faith? And what God has said to me. And I'm not going to turn around. I'm not going to give up. Do you know how quick the enemy comes in and tells you something different than that? I might be the only one. Maybe he's the only one talking to me and telling me I can't do it. But he sure does say it a lot sometimes. And I want to know that when I suffer, that it produces the endurance that I need, that I might have the character I need it to produce, to actually do the things that God is asking me to do. To be a person of character is of high esteem. So number six is having lower intensity but higher reps. You are so awesome. (laughs) In 2 Timothy 2, verse 10, it says, I endure all hardships for the benefit of the chosen ones in Christ. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So that they may discover that overcoming life that is in Christ Jesus and experience a glory that lasts forever. When you're enduring in your hardships and the things that you're walking through, might it be that it speaks to someone else that there's purpose in it? That you think about the people that will be directly affected by your willingness? Would you, would you do like more? Push-ups. I was going to say 25 or 50, but I'll give you a grace there. 10. You can just keep going as long as you want. Well, as long as you get to 10. I endure all hardships for the benefit of the chosen ones in Christ. And then it said, Hebrews twelve three says, Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility that you may not grow weary and faint-hearted. Have you considered Christ and what he's endured on your behalf? When you think about going through whatever you're going through, have you considered how much he went through? That it might release in you a space to say, I will do this. I can do this through Christ. God gives me the strength to go on. I'm not going to lose heart. I'm not going to grow weary. Do you know how easy it is to grow weary in good doing? Do you know how easy it is to lose heart? Even when you're like, wow, I want to do this. And then hard comes and you're like, wait a second. I didn't expect this. I think that we all walk through hard places in our lives that we have to endure. Loss, this, that, and another thing. But we're called to press on, to go forward, to not allow hardships and things to be something that are like, oh, I'm just going to barely make it through. I feel like when you talk about endurance, like that's the heart people have with endurance. Like, I, maybe I'll make it through this. I don't know. And you begrudgingly, fine, I'll do it. Fine, I'll just, I'll just keep showing up. Ugh. And that's not the heart of endurance. Heart of endurance is saying, I want to see what God can do when I endure. Might you look at the prize of what he could do in your life if you're willing to press through and get to the top? Like I'm thinking about climbing a mountain. What will I see at the top of the mountain that I've never seen before? There's something on the other side of the struggle that's a pure joy because you know you get to see what God could do through you. That What he could actually accomplish through a, a very r- like random person. That doesn't have all the things and everything, but you have Christ in you, the willingness of him to endure. Number seven, decrease time between sets. So would you go down again and do like, 10, like two sets of 10? Um, not that much. You need to force your muscles to keep going even when they're tired and under distress. How many times do you get in the middle of what, you've been, what God has told you to do, and you start crying out and saying, God, I don't know how to do this? And He sends help. Keep going. You got this. Yes, for we'll rest, I'm small decreased rest. But He sends help. Because when we don't know what to do sometimes, He sends people along our side. I don't we'll say, Don't give up. Dig deep. Come on. Dig deep. That's a good one.) <laughs> <clears throat> Romans 15:5 says, "May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another, in accordance with Christ Jesus. He's the God of endurance. That is the coolest thing I saw in the Bible about this when I was looking. I was like, he's the God of endurance? He doesn't just tell us to endure. Come on, you can do it, just endure. He actually positions himself as the God of endurance. It's who he is. He's with us, strengthening us, speaking to us, doing things through us. It's him in us giving the ability to be strong, to not give up. See, when I was out on the hike with my boys, it was London's first hike of the season. He wanted to tell me because I was like, we're going to do eight miles. And he was like, this is the first time of the season. And you've been walking. And I'm like, yeah, you can do it. You can do it, whatever. And he was not very happy with me. And we're in the middle of the hike and he's walking further behind us because it it was a long hike. Truth was, we went, we were gonna go eight miles, and I'm yelling back to him, and I'm like, Come on, dude, you can do it. And then Cadence yells, No, you can't. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm just saying, sometimes the way we encourage, you never know how it will (laughs) work. So you might have to tell someone they can't do it because surely they will do it. Or maybe you can tell someone they can do it just to tell them they can. When's the last time you use your voice to encourage someone in the gifts that God has put on their lives? When have you, when have you encouraged them in the middle of the of the of the longevity of the, the, the journey? How many of you need to be encouraged? Raise your hand high. Like, yeah, okay, look around. There's a bunch of people that need to be encouraged. <laughs> I don't know if you should tell them they can't do it or they can't do it. I'm not sure. So ask the Lord. Don't ask me. Because I feel like it's very important in the endurance of the saints, all of us, that we would actually encourage one another. Hey, don't forget God has called you. Pam, God has called you. He's equipped you. He's strengthened you to do what you put your hand to. And he hasn't stopped. He hasn't given up on that, that vision that he, he set before you. He hasn't stopped it. It hasn't went to the, the side. It, it, he didn't choose anyone else. He's chosen you. Like, he's chosen you. Where you're at, where you've been called to, to endure, to keep pressing on, to keep moving forward in the things that God is asking you to do. So number eight. It says actually that we should run Longer. There's a longevity that we shouldn't give up. So when we're doing life, this is kind of what happens. We get we get into life, and we're, we hear God tell us to do something, and then we do it, and then we stop, and then we get back to it. Like, read your Bible, and then you stop reading your Bible, and then you're like, oh, I should do that again. You read your Bible, and then you don't. And we get into the... Oh, awkward rhythm sometimes in what we're doing sometimes we just stop like hardcore and like in because we're like oh all of a sudden this change in my life so now i'm too busy at six o'clock to get up and read my bible and we have the weights of the world that just like come in to play in our lives and you can know the weight you already have how many guys carrying a weight you carry the weights of your children. You can carry the weight of the whole world. You just have to go on social media and you could be weighted down instantaneously. There was this happening and that happened in the world and there's a war here and this and then, and you're like, how do we even handle all of this? And then we also can have like sin. And sometimes it's just all hidden. You don't even know, no one even knows you're dealing with something and you're sinning. And sin so easily entangles your life. What sin in, is so easily entangling on your life that maybe the person sitting next to you would have no idea? And, you, and you're just like walking around. Hey, would you come over here?
0: I see what this is. Don't worry. you
1: strong, No, just stand here for a second. <laughs> and we do life. And we're trying to build and, and, and walk and, and run this race that God has in front of us. And we get so caught. And we get weighted down. So would you try to do like 10 push-ups with that weight? And it becomes stressful. Stressful. And it becomes overwhelming. And it becomes ridiculously hard. And you just want to give up. And you're over it. And it might not be in all situations. But it might be in some situations. That it's so trying to like. Like take away from your life. Can you just stay in that position for just a second? (laughs) See enthusiasm is common. Endurance is rare. And when he says so, we're supposed to like come alongside and he says like you want. It says to throw off the weights that so easily hinder us. Try to do one more push up. Like just see if you can do it. See it's like so much easier when you're not held back and you're not carrying the weight of the world and the sins and all the things like we get so it's it's just true. It's so true. And we're supposed to throw them aside and we're supposed to run the race before it was with endurance. Because you have God. It says, run the race with endurance, the God of endurance. It's not running this race alone. It's not you, I've got all the gumption in the world and I can power through. That's not what it is. It's you taking hands with the living God of endurance and saying, we can do this. We can keep moving forward. We can do more than what I could do alone. And we're going to keep taking the world. And we're going to keep going after the things. And we're going to keep pursuing and and building the ark. Because we're going to see the salvation of the Lord. Can you give some hand clap to Jason? He's walking out of church stronger than he walked in. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 7 says love always endures. That is the active heart of God towards you. I was reading in Kings and when the people of, of, of the land wanted a king and God was like, but I'm your king, and they were like, we still, we want a king. And I was thinking about all the generations from that time forward that have been like, we love God. We don't. I, I want to serve God with all my heart, but I don't really want to do those things. And he's endured the wickedness of man with his love. And I think that one of the things that has hit me the hardest is it's not like, gosh, I have to do this. That's not God's heart towards us begrudgingly like oh I guess I'm gonna have to keep loving them they're so messy all the time that's not his heart towards you that's not the endurance of love that it is he's like I can't wait for them to get to heaven I'm gonna do everything I can my love's gonna keep going towards them no matter how stinky they can be because I just want them so much his love endures forever It says, no matter what the world has done, his love endures forever. And it continues to say that through the whole Bible. Psalm 136 says, for his steadfast love endures forever. Your ups and your downs, your wickedness, your sin, all through your like, I believe, I doubt, I doubt, I believe. All through that, his love endures Forever. From one generation to the next, his love has endured forever. He won't stop loving you. He won't stop loving you. He's in an active pursuit of your heart. Because his love will endure all things. He's constantly in an active pursuit, running after you. It's not a song we sing, it's the truth of the Word of God. From the beginning of mankind until today, 2023, he has been in active pursuit of people. And you're included. Luke twenty one verse nineteen says, By your endurance you will gain your lives. Revelation fourteen twelve There is a call for endurance to the saints. I'm gonna ask you this morning, how are you going to build your endurance in your personal life, in your walk with God? You need to write it down. You need to say, This is what I'm going to do. If your faith has felt weak and you've doubted a lot, then I need to read the Bible because faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. If your physical body isn't strong, you need to strengthen it for the call of God on your life is necessary for the reaching of people. You need to live as long as you can. To reach the most people that you can for the kingdom. That means you need to put your body into alignment with the word of God. That said my body is going to work for me and not against me. And I'm strengthening my body according to the word of God. And I'm building the spirit of endurance. If you feel alone in this world, then you need to come across someone in this room and say, Hey, I need you to remind me that God can do it. I have been listening to a song over and over and over again. And the other day I realized it said that God is more than able. Who am I to deny what the Lord can do? My God can do miracles. Even what Pastor Ruth declared in the room today. I said, sometimes we have to start hearing that over and over and over and over again. Till you start really believing it. My God is more than able. He can use me in the kingdom. He's equipped me in righteousness. There's something that he's going to do in my life. And I'm telling you, maybe you need to start like rehearsing that every day. Over and over and over again until your spirit man starts being built up and strengthened in the things of God. Because we so quickly believe we can't. So quickly. What do you actually need to lay aside today? To run the race. What's holding you back? What weight of the world and the cares of this world and the things of this world are weighing you down so much that you're like, I can't even do anything. I'm so exhausted. I have to, you know, all the things like what is it in your life? It's probably not a big metal weight. But it's probably something that you can say, God, I'm going to lay this aside. And I'm going to repent of my sins. And I'm going to live for Jesus. And I'm going to keep pressing on. And I'm going to keep pressing on. And I'm going to keep moving forward. Are you building your faith to be stronger? You can't give up. You have to endure to the end. You have to endure to the end. And you can't just expect it to be there. You have to build it. There's a call on your life to endurance for you and for your family, for the next generation, for the people that are out in the world that don't know the Lord. Would you stand with me? Just get real with God. Be like God, I want to endure to the end. I want to change some things in my life so that I can build endurance. Whatever that is for you, make it personal with God today. Be intentional in your life. Don't just let happenstance happen to you all the time. Say, No, I'm here on purpose because I have a purpose to know God and to love God. God, you are more than able. Might you make a decision for the Lord today? Might you have a a yes to God? God, whatever it is that you're asking me to do, I'll show up day in, day out. Might it be that you want to just live for him every day and walk with the God of endurance and, and to receive the prize at the end? God, we love you. God we love you so much. You're needing prayer this morning. There are gonna be people at the front to pray over you. I encourage you to make a decision to build your endurance. If that's doing one push-up today, for the rest of the the month and then to the next month. That's just like an example, but just stepping into something more to build that strength inside of you, that resolve. I'm never gonna give up, I'm never gonna quit. We just thank you God for your word that it's activating our heart with faith in Jesus name.
0: Put your hand in your heart this morning. Mm. May the Lord bless you and keep you.